Today's episode of Distorted View Daily is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Spice up Valentine's Day with an amazing offer. 50% off just about any item when you use promo code FREAK. F-R-E-A-K. Adam and Eve is home to nearly 20,000 adult products. From movies to toys to lingerie and more. Pick out something you like. Add it to your cart. Use promo code FREAK and you will receive 50% off that item. Plus, Adam and Eve's Lover's Kit. The Lover's Kit includes a special item for him, a toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, six free movies for your viewing pleasure. And to top it all off, free shipping on your entire order. You know what you need to do. Finger this address, adamandeve.com. Pick out something you like, add it to your card, and use promo code FREAK, F-R-E-A-K. Make this Valentine's a day to remember. Really coat that bed in your juices. Sticky secretions from the most intimate of your body parts. I'm not good at talking sexy. AdamandEve.com. Promo code freak. Thank you. It's Monday, February 7th, 2022. Coming up on the program today, when SpongeBob SquarePants tells you to murder someone, you murder someone. Plus, Tiny Tim sings about pissing himself, the Broadway musical all about fucking, and the inbred family goes shopping. All this, push your voicemails. Johnny! Distorted View Daily proudly presents great moments in phone sex line commercials. Get your hand off your cock and drop to your knees. You are ordered to call me beginning at 12 noon tomorrow in my private dungeon. Once I get my hands on you, you will understand why I am the queen of mean. Explore your physical and psychological need for a demanding and creative mistress. Personal instruction by appointment with Mistress Cleopatra. It's the Distorted View Show with Tim Hansen. That really gave me tranny baby fever. And I love the aftertaste of semen in my mouth. Is Miss Vagina thinking about Mr. Penis? I got first place in the duck call. Tim Edson back here with you to start a new week. Program's got a great show for you today. It's going to be a very uh, musical first segment. You know, when we first started playing Tiny Tim on the podcast, we all just sort of thought he was like this weird hippie guy, but very sweet, innocent, tiptoe through the tulips. That sounds like some hippie dippy shit, right? And he's playing that ukulele, which is... Not exactly a, a threatening masculine instrument. I'm so happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, happy that lucky me. Yeah, it's a whole song about how he's happy. Then we found out about that Christmas song. You know the one I'm talking about, the one where Santa Claus has AIDS. There was a whole other side of Tiny Tim there. Now, he claims he didn't know what AIDS was. And as unlikely as that is, we, we kind of gave him the benefit of the doubt. A very mean song otherwise, right? Santa Claus dying of AIDS. Maybe Tiny Tim didn't know what he was singing. But the more I learn about him, uh, the more I find out that he was kind of a dick. Miss May sent me a link to Tiny Tim's Bandcamp page. Apparently there's uh, some unreleased Tiny Tim songs floating out there. And they're, they're slowly being posted online for purchase. One of those songs is called Anti-Women's Liberation Song. Tiny Tim hated the idea of women's lib. Tiny thought women should know their place. Not out and about. It's not in the workforce. Bad enough they can vote. Nothing. Now we're just getting carried away with this whole equality bullshit. Here is uh, Tiny's anthem. A woman's good for one thing, to be the slave of man, to give him lots of children and spread her legs like jam, to make it, to make it, to make his bed and breakfast the way a wife he should, to mop the floor and clean the house and love him very good. We need a John B. Anthony to take old Susan on his knee. Give her a Susan B. Anthony, that troublemaker. Banking one, two, three. Get rid of women's lib, you see. These don't sound like uh, professional songs. These were demos, maybe. Also, according to the description, Tiny Tim sings a cappella while mildly drunk on beer. That should give you an idea of where Tiny Tim was at. Now, interestingly enough, 
This album features someone by the name of Isidore Fertel. According to the description here, Isidore was Tiny's protege. Fertel was trans before the term even existed. I guess Tiny Tim didn't have a problem with that. You heard Tiny disparage Susan B. Anthony in his song. Well, Isidore recorded a song called Susan B. Anthony. Yeah, this is kind of like a rebuttal, I guess. Everyone, this is an honor of the women's liberation movement, of which I'm proud to be a member of. I'm sure they were happy to have you. So then be, so then be, we all want our liberation. So then be, so then be, Anthony, we all want our liberation. So then be. Like the the trans feminist version of Mead Skelton. Every time you turn on television, they would make you think a woman's only place is in the kitchen by the sink. She's always washing dishes. I can't quite tell, but I think she has a speech impediment, which just makes this song even better. For her lazy family, but television is a great big liar. Susan B. Susan B. I love the idea of Isidore Fertel, but Tiny's music is way better. Don't believe me? Another song on this album is I Made a Wee Wee in My Pants. You know, Tiny was drunk and uh, he he missed his chance to go to the bathroom. And so he uh, sang a song about it. I made wee wee in my panties, in my panties, in my panties. I made wee wee in my panties, and I don't know what to do. Well, take them off, clean up. I made wee wee in my panties, in my panties, in my pants. Downward spiral of Tiny Tim. I made wee wee in my panties, and this. Let me just fast forward because this is a uh, two and a half minute song. Then someone came up with a topper. They gave me bounty. The quick picker up. Very free form here. I think Tiny Tim would have done really well. Freestyle rap battling. He was taken away from us too soon. You know, Miss May has the inside information on all of this outsider music. She told me there was an unpublished Tiny Tim song. It's going to get released eventually, and I can't wait to feature it here on DV, but it's all about uh, how Tiny's dick doesn't work. He can't get hard anymore, so he wrote a song about it. I hope it's a blues song, you know, so he can really feel his pain. I learned another piece of interesting musical trivia, and this may be common knowledge. I don't know. I'm such a bad homosexual. I don't, I don't like... Broadway style musicals. I can't stand when people break out into song. I don't like the type of music that Broadway produces. It's just, I can count on one hand how many like musicals I've seen in my life. And none of them were like my choice. I didn't want to go see these things. I was dragged. It's just, it's just not something I'm into. So uh, I, again, I apologize if everyone knows about the 1974 musical, Let My People Come. By the title alone, I really should be aware of this. Yes, it, it's called Let My People Come, a sexual musical. Well, now this might hold my interest, a song and dance show all about fucking. And the songs reflect this with titles like Give It To Me, Come In My Mouth, Dirty Words, I'm Gay, The Cunnilingus Champion of Company C, and of course, Let My People Come. I've got a few examples here. I can't play too much of this. You feel so good. You feel so good. I feel like there's not enough wind chimes in today's music. You feel so good. That's really something this musical got right. This song is uh, Come in My Mouth. Run your fingers through my head. You force my mouth to open wide. Don't judge us, love it there. As I drink you deep inside. That's almost like too much wind chimes. I never thought I would say this, but uh, the wind chimes really are an overpowering instrument. Don't you love it when I blow my load? Swallow every bit of my massive chode and suck! Suck my dick clean! 
Suck! Suck on that veiny ween! Cause I'm coming down your throat! Quaggle, quaggle like a motorboat! I guess that's what it was like to live in the 70s. It was all ketamine and wind chimes. Here's a song we may have actually played on the show before called I'm Gay. I don't think I knew it was from this musical, though. You may have heard this, too. Dear Mom and Pop, how do I tell you? I never thought I'd ever find the nerve. Dear Mom and Pop, don't want to hurt you. If you're planning to come out to your parents and your first idea is to do it in the style of a Broadway song, chances are your parents already know you're gay. They're have been clues, I'm guessing. Pain is something you don't deserve. How many times did I lie? How many nights did I cry? There's no other way. I just have to come right out and say. Well, there it is. The musical does sound kind of fun, though, with songs like Dirty Words. You gotta respect any song that actually starts with the word cunt. I don't want to say this musical is sloppy, but it sounds like they were just trying to find any words that rhyme and then fit those words into the song. Cunt isn't like a runt. Don't get in a funt. Not even sure a funt is a real word. Refina, take that vagina out to Dinah. Woo, they're doing some heavy lifting here. I don't think this was a popular musical. It, it ran for a hundred shows, but you know, like Broadway, don't they do like fucking seven shows a night or something? Probably lasted four weeks. Anyway, there you go. That is Let My People Come. And that concludes the awful music portion of today's podcast. Let's transition now to awful people. It's been a while since we featured young people pretending they have mental illness. This is quite the trend on TikTok. Today, I've got a new one for you. Uh, This, I don't know, girl, I can't even tell anymore. It doesn't matter. Half the time, these people are so excited to tell you their fucking pronouns. And then like the one time you actually need it because you're looking and you don't know what the what's going on here. You know, it's a mystery. Would have really been helpful in this case. Although most of the time now, it's like a gender we've never even heard of. Like, I'm gender fluffy. Okay, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do with that information. What do you call someone who's gender fluffy? Like, what are their pronouns? Cotton candy? Squishy? It doesn't matter. I'm going to call this person a girl because that's what I think I'm looking at. Sorry if I got that wrong. This piece of shit pretends she's got uh, multiple personalities. And bonus, these personalities are young children. On a recent shopping trip, one of the young children alters was upset because uh, they couldn't afford to buy him or her a stuffed animal. This whole video, the TikToker is talking about how poor she is and it's an obvious money grab. Sure enough, it worked out. People donated cash. So one of this woman's fake alternate personalities could afford a stuffed animal teddy bear or whatever. I am in the wrong business. So a couple of weeks ago, we were at the grocery store um, shopping for somebody else, trying to earn enough money to shop for ourselves. Yeah, so she's like, she works for Instacart or something, you know, when you go shopping for people and you deliver their food. Somebody else trying to earn enough money to shop for ourselves. And one of my littles saw a... I'm sorry to keep interrupting, but yeah, she's she calls her alters littles. Littles are the people living inside of her brain ourselves and one of my littles saw a stuffy that they loved and i went over to look at this thing and it was like 30 dollars. and we don't have 30 dollars. um and if we did have it we would spend it on clothes because we currently own two pairs of pants and one exceptionally tattered bra okay sad violin music please so like we we would buy clothes with that money so we couldn't get the stuffy and the little screamed about it for a solid week uh they were not happy and today we were back at the same store trying to get enough money to eat this week uh and i heard 
the seven-year-old little say to the five-year-old little, now remember, when we get in there, we've got to be nice and strong and not sad, because even though we love that stuffy so much, we don't have enough money for it, and our grown-ups are trying to get us food to eat. So we got to help them out by being strong, strong kiddos. Now, when she says grown-ups, she means herself and all of her alters that are... Uh, adult aged inside of her fruity little brain. And our grown-ups are trying to get us food to eat. So we gotta help them out by being strong, strong kiddos. Now she's crying. Oh no! <laughs> That's not how kids are supposed to feel. Uh, well, find solace in the fact that the children crying over the stuffed animal aren't real! You don't have to worry about them feeling bad! It's also funny because when she is pretending to be a little kid. She doesn't sound anything like a little kid. That's not how little kids talk. We gotta be strong kiddos for our parents. They're doing their best to give us food and keep us nourished. Let's show them support. Yeah! A real child would just start crying before they even step foot in the store. Then, by the time they get to the stuffed animal aisle, it's time for a full-on temper tantrum. They do not give a shit about your money woes. Oh, I forgot, I've got another video from this same faker. People keep on acting like they are very worried about me and my system transitioning to a non-binary body. Oh, okay, well now it's starting to make a little more sense. Although, does that mean that the alters are transitioning or is she, I guess she said her body, right? So she is gonna be transitioning to whatever she's not. About me and my system transitioning to a non-binary body. And they say, what if you transition to this non-binary body and then one day you decide to fuse and after you fuse, you realize that you're actually a cis girl. <laughs> then I just, okay. First of all, in that situation, we would just detransition. Like, I, we would detransition. It would suck, but we would just detransition. Second of all. We all know how easy it is to go back and forth. I'll try living as a dude for a few years. If I don't like it, I'll just take some different hormones. Maybe have my dick shaped back into a pussy. Easy peasy. Just I'll just detransition. Like I, we would de it would suck, but we would just detransition. Second of all, um, my earliest. This really sounds like she hasn't given this a lot of thought. Like she's doing this on a whim. When most people start transitioning, they think it's going to be a permanent thing. Sometimes it's not. They realize, oh my god, I made a mistake, and that's like a huge deal. She talks about it like it's switching car insurance or something. I'll go with Geico for a few months. If I don't like it, I'll switch back to State Farm. Big fucking deal. But we would just detransition. Second of all, um, my earliest childhood memory is being like 10 years old and putting on a bra for the first time and crying because I was never going to get to feel my real chest again. I don't know what that is supposed to prove. I think it's weird that your very first memory wasn't until you were 10. The fact that you're upset because you won't be able to feel your own chest again leads me to believe that you're not trans, you're a lesbian. You're a tit woman. And you think that somehow magically if we fuse, we would just be like, poof, you're cis now. I, I think I'm confused. Come on. <laughs> I'm reading some comments and apparently in a prior video, she was crying in her car because uh, she said that she was transitioning for her male alters. Like she was doing it for them or something. I got to find those clips. I got to subscribe to this woman or male or I don't know. I don't know if she's detransitioned yet or if she's thinking about transitioning, detransitioning, retransitioning. Things happen so fast in the lives of the fake disorder TikTokers. I've got one more clip here. This is from uh, someone who has a couple of alters going. Uh, Rex, who is 47, and Crow, his Crow's pronouns are they, uh, they are 19. Um, but y'all want to come and attack me for liking a song called Sexy Drug by Falling in Reverse. I'm 47. I'm not sure what he's insinuating here. Falling in Reverse is a band that was formed in 2008. The song he's talking about came out in 2015. Is this a band that only old people like or something? Once again, very confused here. Going to be 48 in like two, three months. By the way, he sounds nothing like a 48-year-old. At least try to put on a voice, you know? Every other person who's faking DID has like that one British alter. And then there's always like that one mousy personality. Hi, I'm Cheyenne. I'm the wallflower. You know, they, they put on voices. Also, kind of giving away his true age is that most 48-year-olds or 47-year-olds don't say, I'm 47 and I'll be 48 in two months. So I'm old. Like... That's something kids do, you know? How old are you? Seven, but I'll be eight in two months. 
Oh, you're a big boy. Yeah, I'm almost all grown up. I listen to Falling in Reverse on the radio. Are you sure you're not 48? That's a band for 48-year-olds. <laughs> and it wasn't trying to be a thirst trap or... A thirst trap? No one's thirsting for you, little dweeb. Whatever you call it. Also, we have DID. We have been... A- we have been diagnosed with DID. So you are not allowed to make fun of me. It's like, what, are we just going to take your word for it? So. I mean, you sound like a moron. For those who want to try and fake claim us. That would be me raising my hand here. We have been diagnosed. Oh, I'm so sorry. So, I stand corrected. I just, we. Okay. I, All right. Okay. Us. Enough, 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 enough. I can't take any more of these TikTokers. We need a palate cleanser. How about some Nazis? Ta-da. Last week we played uh, some Nazis gathering in Florida, which just kind of makes sense. If Nazis were going to be anywhere, they're going to be in Florida, right? Well, uh, now we've got a group of Nazis in Arizona. They're getting rather comfortable just sort of being out and about in public, huh? At any other time in history, we would uh, find this trend to be troubling. But I think we're just all sort of desensitized to everything at this point. Yeah, Nazis, sure. Why not? Of course. Only a matter of time. Let's see uh, what these fellows have to say. I'm saying that while we're here now. What are you fucking niggers going to do now? See, it's interesting because the Florida Nazis seem to be kind of focused on uh, the Jewish hate. Arizona Nazis are going after African Americans, I guess. What are you fucking niggers going to do now? Oh, niggers got to go. Oh, got that megaphone out. You stand there and grab your balls. They ain't got no balls. They lost them when the white man gave them up. Your mama. Jigaboo, jigaboo, where are you? Right in front of you, motherfucker. What, what you gonna do? Oh, you baby. Right? We right here. Fucking monkey. Your mama. Get that? up in your fucking tree. Why don't you go get out the tree, motherfucker? Right off your fucking cage, you fucking chips. Fuck you. Fuck you. How about that? That one there, you got way too many EBT. Yeah, the clip ends with the some sort of EBT comment. You know, I get it. Freedom of speech. They should be allowed to march or protest or whatever the hell they're doing. On the flip side, I'm looking at these guys and you know, no one's wearing uh, hoods or masks or anything. This isn't the KKK. This is just like straight up Nazis. So like they could easily be identifiable. I haven't read uh, of any of these people like losing their jobs. Maybe they, they're unemployed. I don't know. That kind of makes sense. My first thought, of course, was you should beat the shit out of them. But, you know, then you're going to go to jail for assault or whatever. So right now, the only like legal uh, recourse you, you could take is just try to make their life hell for being, you know, stupid inbred racist. So, yeah, you, you know, go to their employer and be like, hey, did you know... Your CFO, (laughs) your CFO was like marching with Nazis saying jigaboo over and over. Is that who you want as your chief financial officer? Uh, Speaking of inbred, America has fallen in love with the Whitakers, the inbred family that was featured on that YouTube channel, Soft White Underbelly. We have featured them a few times uh, here on Distorted View. You might not remember the name Whitakers, but I'm sure you remember the sounds the inbred family makes. Yeah, when I say inbred, they, they're really, they're really inbred. It's actually quite a sad tale, but uh, the guy who runs Soft White Underbelly has really gained their trust, and uh, he's done a lot of nice things for the family. He, uh, I think, paid for a new roof for their house. In this newest video, uh, he takes the Whitakers out to Walmart for a shopping spree. So we're going to Walmart, and we're going to go on a little shopping spree. Whatever you guys want. Clothes, shoes, furniture, dog food, food, anything you guys want. Okay. Betty, you're saying you wanted what? I want a microwave. Microwave. I'm not going to play the whole video here, but he ends up, I think, buying three cartfuls of of stuff for these people, which is very nice. Who's the oldest of the kids? Mm, My oldest shoe, Traveling. She buys a lot. I ain't right. What did Timmy say? 
It drives me crazy that one of the inbred kids is named Timmy. Of course his name is Timmy. He's a sheep eyes a lot. Oh, I see. And who's the youngest? She actually understands when Timmy talks. He's like, Yes, the vernal equinox is coming up. Like, what? Timmy's talking about the equinox? Meanwhile, the other brother, Ray, I don't think anyone understands. He's the one that goes, Yeah. See, but I don't want to go Walmart. Yeah, okay. Well, this will be your first. You get whatever you want. What an adventure. Here's just a few seconds of them actually in the Walmart around other people shopping. There's your candy. Eat the candy wine. <laughs> they're all they're very excited about the candy. I think it's uh Reese's peanut butter cups. I mean honestly these are the normal sights and sounds of Walmart. These people are not out of place. Hold them up. Ray's picking out some clothing. I think this is women's clothing, Ray. He is in the wrong section. But, you know, this is his first time at Walmart. Cut him some slack. Also, it's not like he ever goes out and sees people. You know, the family is pretty much confined to their house normally. If he wants to wear women's clothing, let him wear women's clothing. Ray, that, that's ladies. Yeah, he, he doesn't want to leave. He's, he's shopping for women's clothes. Uh, finally, they're in the checkout lane here. Ray's excited about a belt. Hey, you got to pay for it, Ray. He was trying to steal a belt. Well, actually, he was just trying to put the belt on, I think. Guy, cashier had to scan it first. You know, I thought it was a pretty classy move. This guy did not uh, show how much he spent. I kind of would have liked to see the grand total because uh, he, I mean, they did buy a lot of stuff, which was very nice of this dude. I mean, I think this is really Soft White Underbelly's uh, uh, most popular videos on YouTube. Like this one, even though it was just posted, uh, what, a month or two ago, uh, it's got 2 million views. Quite the influencers the Whitakers are. Be funny to see like fame go to their head become like TikTok and Instagram divas. They're the Appalachian Kardashians. Ray says he wants a Brazilian butt lift. All right, and with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist of the fucked up news. Not a member of the Distorted View Sideshow, become a true and honorable freak today. When you do, you will gain full access to the entire archive of programs. More importantly, every week we do brand new exclusive shows just for paying freaks. Uh, tomorrow will be a Sideshow exclusive podcast, and we'll be doing another one on Thursday. This show is How I Make My Living, as ridiculous as that sounds, and I rely on you freaks. So thank you so much to all of my Sideshow members. They are the reason this show continues. If you would like to support the program, superfreaksideshow.com. That's the web address to sign up. If you use Apple Podcasts, you can sign uh, you can sign up right in the app. Same deal with Spotify. It's never been easier to access exclusive Distorted View content. Again, superfreaksideshow.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Three ways to help this show out. And here's a fourth way. We've got a Patreon account, patreon.com slash distortedview. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. It's just another way to help support this stupidity. If you pledge at least $5, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. This month, I'm also sending out some uh, DV goodies for those who have pledged at least 20 we do that occasionally, and uh, February is going to be one of those times. So again, patreon.com slash distortedview. Three very quick stories now. First up, a woman in British Columbia had the fright of her life recently when she discovered a naked man had been living in her car for days. And by the way, she was driving in the car for all of those days when the naked man was camping out in there. She really should have noticed something. Well, she did, kind of. Bethany Coker, who is a diesel mechanic, noticed some mud in the front seat of her car earlier this week. That's weird. 
and then she just kept driving. She deduced that someone had broken in and spent the night in her vehicle, so she cleaned and she steamed the upholstery and then just moved on with her life. Not thinking that anyone could still be in the car, turning it into a uh, makeshift efficiency apartment. Three days later, she noticed the windows of her car were fogged up. Then, <laughs> then she was inside the car and she heard a voice say, Hey, <laughs> be careful with those potholes. Damn, bitch, you take those turns hard. Trying to sleep back here. Well, that's when she discovered the naked man in her trunk and quickly realized something was wrong. Yeah, something, something was wrong. I couldn't put my finger on it. I mean, you said what was wrong there. It's the, it's the naked man in the trunk. That's what's wrong. Not something. At first, I thought it was someone playing a prank on me. And then when I realized what was happening, I just kept my phone recording because I wasn't too sure what was going to happen. Doesn't this sound like the premise of a shitty Pornhub series? You know, like Bang Bus or Bait Bus? There's one that's like Fuck Taxi or something. It'd be like Trunk Hunk. Hot guys hide in the trunk of cars owned by females and then surprise them with their rock-hard dicks out. You know, I'm embarrassed to uh, admit this, but uh, when I first saw those uh, bait bus videos, I thought they were real. I really thought they'd pick up, they'd pick up like a random dude, convince him to have sex, and then, you know, because I thought it was like a prank phone call. You know, like with prank phone calls that are on the radio... At the end, you got to get their permission. That's the only way you can really air them. At least that's what you're supposed to do. So I figured, like, at the at the end of these bait bus uh, videos, the guys are paid off, and then they, you know, they sign an agreement saying that they can, um, they can, they can post this stuff on porn sites. Uh, I look, I'm not that bright. All right, where are we at in the story here? Oh, yes, a voice from the trunk said, hey. She discovered the naked man in her trunk. Uh, that's when she started phone recording. I didn't know who this guy was. I didn't know if he was dangerous. Well, that's certainly a possibility. You know, he's at least a little cuckoo crazy because it's like the winter and he's naked in your trunk. Uh, yeah, I didn't know if he was dangerous and he'd been in my trunk for three days and didn't say a single word. Now, all of a sudden, he's chatty. Uh, she said she's been driving around with him, <laughs> running errands and going to work. Lady, I think you just found a new friend. Coker recorded some of the interaction with the man and put it out on social media where it has received thousands of views. Ooh, thousands. Not exactly viral. I've got a little bit of it here. Take a listen to uh, this woman talking to the naked man in her trunk. Why are you in my trunk and are you naked? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. It's a rite of passage. To be... Uh, how did you get in there? I'm the son of the Pope. Good enough explanation for me. What the fuck? Can I put my jacket on? Oh, now the cops are out. The cops are there, and he wants to put his clothes on. Uh, we appreciate that. Yeah, we really appreciate that. Obviously, as you heard in the video, uh, Coker called the police right away. It was probably the most hysterical call I've ever been on. They're like, what do you mean he's been in your trunk for three days? And I'm like, he's been in my trunk for three days. Hurry up. Uh, police officers did attend and said the man has significant health issues. All of them mental, of course. Police confirmed he is now receiving the help he needs. That's what's happening over there in Canada. Moving on now. You know, I love talking about uh, crazy church pastors. Uh, and I think we've mentioned Greg Locke before. He's at it again. A far-right pastor hosted a book-burning event, encouraging parishioners to toss books like Harry Potter and Twilight into a fire to denounce what he describes as demonic materials. Greg isn't the first pastor to believe that Harry Potter is demonic. And while I'm on the subject, let me say something about Harry Potter. Warlocks are enemies of God. And I don't care what kind of hero they are. They're an enemy of God. And had it been in the Old Testament, Harry Potter would have been put to death. Yeah, but Harry Potter wouldn't be in the Old Testament because uh, Harry Potter is a piece of fiction. You believe everything that happened in the Old Testament is real. Y you see... Greg Locke, head pastor at Global Vision Bible Church, held a book-burning event Wednesday night and urged followers to burn evil garbage like young adult fantasy books, tarot cards, and voodoo dolls and crystals. 
I could see how uh, people would have copies of Harry Potter and Twilight around. I don't think a lot of voodoo dolls were burned, though. I mean, maybe if you had a Jamaican housekeeper? Otherwise, I don't know how voodoo dolls would find their way into your house in this day and age. Quote, bring all your Harry Potter stuff. Laugh all you haters want. I don't care. It's witchcraft 100%, Locke said in an Instagram post on Monday. All you Twilight books and movies. That mess is full of spells, demonism, shape-shifting, and occultism. Here's a little bit from uh, Greg's event. I ain't breaking bread with witches. You hear me? The crowd is on your side here. They don't want to be breaking bread with witches either. I mean, I know I'm not supposed to make fun of people for their religious beliefs or whatever, but why are these people so fucking stupid? Yeah, this is a, they really feel like this is a big problem. Finally, someone's brave enough to stand up against witches. I, I stand before you today and I'm going to tell you something. I am not going to break bread with witches. It's so easy to get these people all frothed up. In Jesus' name, I'll call the spirit forth that's inside you and we'll expose you for who you are right up here in these cedar chips up in this house. Like, he's so angry and he's acting all badass, but in reality, he's screaming about into nothing. I swear to God, if there are any demons here today, I'm going to beat the shit at you and send you straight back to hell. It's like, okay, I'm sure there are a lot of demons in the audience. We'll expose you for who you are. I ain't breaking bread with demons. Finally, a pastor is saying what needed to be said. I ain't breaking bread with Freemasons. I ain't breaking bread with occultism. So we're not going to prostitute communion by letting some witch curse us up in this house tonight. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ for every witch that you will be exposed. We break off them generational curses in the name of Jesus Christ. This is holy ground. Uh, I think you get the idea there. In a video live stream to Facebook, churchgoers hurled books and other items deemed associated with witchcraft into a massive bonfire on the church's parking lot. Over there in uh, somewhere in Tennessee, the burning begins about an hour into the live stream. At least one counter-protester claimed to throw a Bible into the flames. <laughs> uh, we have a constitutional right and a biblical right to do what we're going to do tonight, Locke said in the streamed video. We have a burn permit, but even without one, a church has a religious right to burn occultic materials that they deem are a threat to their religious rights and freedoms and belief systems. Afterwards, Greg had this to say, I believe, on his Instagram account. We're not going to give up because you know what happens? We've got all kind of death threats. We got people angry. We got people threatening to do everything you can imagine. Homeland Security, people calling us American terrorists and Taliban, which, by the way, shall I say this about the Taliban? Did you know that Islam? Say something nice about the Taliban now. Man, did you know that Islam, they burn stuff in their religion, too, that they deem occultic and ain't nobody doing stories about them, are they? Hmm? Let that settle in. No, they've come against an evangelical Bible-preaching, Bible-believing church in Middle Tennessee that they deem as a, you know, irresponsible threat to the American Republic. Y'all crazy. Locke's book-burning event comes amid a growing effort to ban certain books from schools. Books about racism and sexuality are being pulled from Texas school shelves in record numbers. A majority of books targeted feature LGBTQ characters or explicit descriptions of sex. It should come as a surprise to no one, but I say these sexually explicit books should remain in the libraries and we should add even more sexually explicit books because this will actually encourage children to read. The Great Gatsby is a fucking snooze fest. If there was some anal sex or cunnilingus every three or four pages, that would be a different story. You see, you see what I'm saying? Some of the books that are not sexually explicit include picture books about black historical figures and transgender children. Last month, a Tennessee school board voted to remove Mouse, a Pulitzer Prize-winning graphic novel about the Holocaust from its eighth-grade reading list over profanity and nudity. <laughs> mouse nudity. Still not interested unless there's Mouse cunnilingus. That wrong to say? I mean, I realize it's about the Holocaust, but still, can't go wrong with a little sex. Holocaust is, is a pretty depressing subject matter, right? Need something to, uh, you know, perk me up a little. All right, uh, final story we have for you today. This one comes from the great state of Michigan. Days after a three-year-old girl's body was found in a trash bag. Maybe I shouldn't have read that line with such high energy. Makes it sound like I'm uh, happy about this. Hold, hold on, let me try this again. See if I can uh, convey a, a somber tone. 
Days after a three-year-old girl's body was found in a trash bag. <laughs> now I just sound like a creep. Oh, that three-year-old girl's body. <laughs> what was she? Was she was found in a trash bag? Okay. All right, uh, let's try this again. I'm just going to read it straight. Uh, Days after a three-year-old girl's body was found in a trash bag, the girl's mother told an investigator she hallucinated that SpongeBob said, kill the girl or face death from her television. (laughs) Yeah, something sounds off here. Child Protective Service investigator Ryan Eberlein testified in a preliminary investigation of Justine Johnson on February 4th Johnson, 22, is charged with first-degree child abuse and felony murder related to the September 16th death of Sutton Moser. Should have realized the mom was a little nutty when she named her fucking child Sutton. Two days before her death, Sutton turned three. Eberline interviewed Johnson in jail on October 1st. The conversation was very pieced out. We would review things and then go back to those things. Overall, the conversation, from what I could conclude, was that near the date of the 16th, She had left her mother's house walking and passed out in a graveyard. That's how people get possessed by demons, and that would be my defense. If I was her lawyer, I would really push for demonic possession. You really think an evil spirit is not going to take advantage when a woman passes out on top of a grave of a serial killer? I'm pretty sure that's how uh, Chucky came to be, right? Something like that. Everlene said uh, Johnson told him that she tried to kill herself in her own apartment, but that didn't work, so she figured killing uh, a defenseless three-year-old would be a little easier. She just really wanted to kill something. Quote, she told me that she didn't remember the specifics of what happened at the time of what happened to Sutton. That's an awkward sentence. That she was experiencing hallucinations due to heroin withdrawals and not sleeping for approximately two weeks. She was getting hallucinations from the TV that had instructed her to take her daughter's life or they would kill her. It was SpongeBob who was saying these things on the TV. If she didn't do what SpongeBob told her to do, they would kill her. She said she was afraid for her life and she had lost her mind. Well, she wanted to kill herself just a few days ago. SpongeBob was willing to help her. He gave her the option. Either you kill your daughter or we'll kill you. Then all of a sudden she starts valuing her own life. Take the girl and have a love-hate relationship with her as it is. She's very needy. Johnson's brother, uh, Neasley Johnson Jr., said in court when he came home from work at around 3.30 to 4 a.m. on September 17th, he asked his young brother where their sister and daughter was. After that, he went to the back of their house and saw... (laughs) This is horrible. And saw a child's foot sticking out of a bag and he didn't know where the sister was at the time are you ready kids aye aye captain i can't hear you aye aye captain oh who's dead in a trash with a foot hanging out justine's daughter who made her do it without any doubt spongebob squarepants Enough of that. Justine Johnson's brother, whose name is withheld because he is 17, said in court after taking a shower, he saw the foot sticking out of a trash bag, and he told his brother, Neasley Johnson Jr. At 3.50 a.m., police officers responded to the scene uh, after calls about a small human foot seen protruding from a garbage bag outside of the home. Police found the remains of Sutton Moser wrapped in bedding and placed in a garbage bag dressed only in a pink and white disposable diaper. There is a pretrial hearing scheduled for Justine Johnson for uh, 9.30 a.m. on February 28th. She's in jail without bond. Just a horrible woman. May she rot in prison the rest of her life. 2,000 years later. Yeah, 2,000 years would be good, too. All right, there you go. That, my friends, is your Distorted News for Monday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. Love to hear from you freaks, and there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash distortedview show. Uh, don't forget, we've got a Discord where all the freaks are hanging out. They gather, they chat, they share links, they watch stuff. It's quite a community over there. If you would like to join in on all the fun, uh, there's a link on the main navigation bar over there at distortedview.com. Just uh, click the Discord button and boom. And uh, boom shakalaka. Yes, thank you, Pastor Manning. Uh, All right, uh, don't forget, if you pledge at least $5 to our Patreon, uh, you will gain access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. 
We do have a bunch of patrons checking in today. Hey, Tim, it's Megan. I was Hi, just Megan. calling to say, who the ain't going to beat them Bengals? Yes. Probably the Rams. Who know, did? We can still be excited, right? How you say that? I know you're, uh, you know, funny, and that makes you not go with women and, and makes you not like sports, but... I'm a big fat tranny, and I like sports, so you should give it a try. Oh, or don't. Man. I don't really care. Goodbye. Uh, look, I haven't been down here long enough in Cincinnati to really bond with the Bengals. Uh, I, I'm happy for them, I guess. <laughs> oh, I'll be watching the Super Bowl, but mainly for the advertisements. I hear there's some um, new Dorito products I would like to learn about. <laughs> hey, Jenna, Pat Lady, um... Holy shit! I sw- I thought that was a guy coughing. <laughs> hey, Jenna, Pat Lady, um, I'm just calling to tell uh, Vlad, happy birthday, happy birthday, Vlad. I can't believe you're turning 16. What? Well, it's incredible. Thanks for everything you do for the show. Love you so much. I'm about ready to wish Vlad a happy birthday, but now I don't know if that's true. I know he's older than 16. Hey, Tim. It's Thank Tim here. Hope you've been Damn. doing well. You were uh, recently talking about weed on the podcast, and it uh, reminded me and wanted to tell you that um, it's now technically legal. It's been legal since 2018, but uh, to order like pop edibles, over the internet now because of uh, that bill that does it by weight, you know. The point is, it's legal and uh, highly recommend it. Okay, uh, Dank Tim, do you have a go-to uh, place to order your online edibles? If so, uh, let me know. I'll try Anyways, some. Anyways, that's all I wanted to say. I hope you're doing well. And, uh, yeah, show's been fantastic. Keep uh, it up. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Always uh, nice to hear. Can you do scum hook here, baby? Calling you from the I'm not a faggot, I'm driving Tesla. Um, just I'm pretty sure I asked scum hook about his penis recently, right? Do you think that's why he's calling in? I wanted to follow up on that uh, news story you um, you read up about uh, which is fucking uh, Neil Young, it fucking wanker, Neil Young, and that it has been cunt Joni Mitchell, uh, you know, pulling their music off Spotify in protest of uh, of Joe Rogan spreading this misinformation, you know, ignoring the fact that fucking Joe Rogan got COVID and then got over it in fucking three hours or whatever it was. Right, anyway, I did. Um, yeah, when I read the news story about a few days ago, um, it said, or I read it as, uh, Blunt was joining forces with Neil Young and Danny Mitchell to, to fuck off Joe Rogan. Well, that's kind of weird because the impression I had of uh, James Blunt was he's actually a pretty good guy. Um, not that I'm a fucking super fan or anything, but I did see him, oh, oh fuck, it was years ago now on some British talk show where um, the host was asking about his experiences in the British military because he was, he, I don't think he was special forces, but he wasn't just a, an average grunt. Like, he did some, you know, pretty decent shit. He killed people. He did stuff with explosives and stuff or, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, the host was like, oh, you did all this all this alpha male stuff, you know, you, you shot people, blah, blah. And James Bond like, some fruity-ass songs. Like, oh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and then the host asked him, uh, well, so why do you sing like such a girl? <laughs> we thought it was exactly. pretty fucking go. Oh, you fucking cunt. You fucking cunt. Fuck me fucking dead. You fucking whore. Fuck. You fucking piece of fucking shit. I have a feeling he got cut off or something on the road while driving. Fucking cunt. How dare you talk about James Blunt like that. Joni Mitchell, I'll allow. Fucking slut. Fuck me, one of these days, one of these fucking days. I'm only playing this because I love to hear uh, Australian people swear. He's just, he's fuming right now. Oh, fuck it later. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you go. What the fuck's going on here? He completely forgot that he was talking on the voicemail line. Uh, yeah, well, thank you very much, Scumhook. Yeah, I was thinking about uh, the Joe Rogan thing, and, uh, you know, I hate to always bring it back to me, but I'm that much of an egomaniac. You know, so Joe Rogan has these people on that express, uh, you know, weird views or whatever. Some might even call them mm, distorted. 
And yeah, I mean, it's, it's mostly in regard to COVID misinformation. But think of like the the despicable people I've talked to. I obviously don't share the same views as like Glenn Miller, for instance, even though I kind of like pretended to be his friend. It's just interesting to talk to people like that, though. Right. Remember the guy who uh, would do, would uh, practice stealthing. Right? I don't know if he was HIV positive or not, but he would. I don't know why I'm laughing. It's horrible. He's a horrible person. But he, you know, he would go and he would uh, break the condom while he's fucking someone at the uh, bathhouse or restroom or whatever. How are you? How are we supposed to know about these things if you don't talk to people? Now there's a, now everyone out there who listens to Distorted View daily and goes to the bathhouse or, you know, gets jerked off or fucked in a re- public restroom knows to be careful of stealthing because there's people like that out there. And, you know, we didn't go about it in a heavy-handed way. It wasn't like a very special episode of DV. We just had this guy on. We had some laughs because, after all, it's just a fun thing. But I think we all learned something very important. And that lesson is... You can't see what's going on with the dick when you're getting fucked from behind. Pretty sure that's an ancient Chinese proverb, right? All right, uh, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Let's just call it a day. That's all the time we have on this edition of the program. I want you guys to email me. Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is your official website. Is our official website. I guess it's yours. It's all of ours. I've done 4,000, almost 5,000 shows at this point. And I say the same thing at the end of every episode. How the hell did I fuck that up this time? All right. Uh, yes, distortedview.com is uh, your official website. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206-666. Oh, God, is it? Oh, God. Why are you in my trunk and are you naked? Yeah. Spread the distortion. STD. Tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize podcasts. Remember, tomorrow's episode is going to be Sideshow exclusive. If you want to hear it, you got to sign up. Superfreaksideshow.com or through Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You know the drill. Otherwise, I'll see you back on Wednesday. Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody. I was almost uh, raped by a succubus or an incubus. I'm not sure what that is. See, it's a beautiful, appears as a beautiful woman, and I was entranced. And then she turned into an old hag, and she tried to suffocate me by sitting on my chest. And um, I rebuked it in the name of Jesus. It fled. But I believe this is a spirit of infirmity, uh, because that's why I suffer from chronic uh, gastrointestinal ailments because of this uh, demon lady. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scribe Media Group. Learn more at scribe.net.